0: Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Gendel, and on today's exciting episode, I'm speaking with the lovely and talented Marge de Blasio, author of One Step at a Time, How to Turn Your Adversities into Opportunities to Achieve a Better Life. Now, Marge is a real estate investor, writer, youth leader, coach, wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and lifelong learner. She specializes in leadership, technology, and creativity. Now growing up in a dysfunctional family, Marge battled with survival each day. She wore a mask most of her childhood and wanted to grow up fast to escape the pain and suffering. And one day she realized that dysfunction didn't define her destiny and turned her adversities into opportunities and eventually a better life. Now she's passionate about sharing her life experience to bring out the best in others. And so if you're ready to turn your adversities into opportunities and achieve a better life, then stay tuned for this episode of the Daily Authors Podcast with Marge de Blasio. Hey, by the way, if you're ready to write your book today, you can head on over to writeabookuniversity.com forward slash free and get a free four-lesson video course that'll help you on your journey to writing your book.
1: Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. All
2: right, Mark, thank you so much for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. We're here to talk about your book, One Step at a Time, How to Turn Your Adversities into Opportunities to to Achieve a Better Life. Before we jump into your book, though, Marge, uh, maybe you could just tell the listeners a bit more about yourself, your work, and what you're up to right now.
1: Sure, um, Aaron. First, thanks for having me here. Um, My background is in information technology, so I mainly work with different devices, facing computer all day long, but I always have the passion working with people, encouraging them, and learning more about making a difference in the lives of others. So I've always been one of the top performers in what I do, but there is part of me that keeps looking for something, and I felt that it's the, the, the values that the company has is not really aligned with what my what my purpose is. But it was only when my mother-in-law died last year at the age of 80 when it totally hit me. that Life is too short and I have to do what I must to do. So it, that was the turning point of my life. And um, that was a turning point. That, and I, 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 made, I made the decision to write my first book, that's the One Step at a Time, Turn Your Adversities into Opportunities. Um, to encourage people out there that despite of, you know, like dark situations, there is a bright future waiting for them if someone would encourage them along the way, I would say.
2: No, I love that. I love that. Let's talk a little bit more about your book then, and maybe you could just give us that 30,000-foot view.
1: Yeah, sure. So, um, so, Once Up at a Time is a story about someone from abuse and a dysfunctional family who took a leap of faith to leave her homeland, to have a better life. So I grew up in the Philippines. And it was it was pretty challenging. Like right now, I feel that I'm in much better life looking at those some of the friends um, that I have way back in in elementary school, and looking where what where I'm at now. So I feel that I have gone through a lot of things, I've accomplished a lot of things. But when I talk to some people out there, it seems that they the only options that they have is either go for prostitution or uh, go for addiction those kind of things and I want to oh, yeah. encourage them I I believe that if there's only one person that I could encourage it's still worth it
2: Books are very powerful in that way and I uh, do you feel like you had to get very very vulnerable in your stories and in your book to relay the messages you want
1: Yeah it was um it was pretty hard because I'm in my um I would say mid thirties right now and it brings back you know, all the memories in the past. I've been you know, I live in Singapore for three years and then been living here in Canada for almost ten years. Yeah. So um, so that was the story of my past. And now I'm I, I made a decision to write it. So it brings back a lot of pain, um which which was very hard, but I find it very therapeutic as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah no that's great. Is there a particular chapter or section of the book that maybe stood out that you really enjoyed writing or that you felt would have the biggest impact on the, on the readers? Um, maybe you could talk us through that part of the book.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I would say the chapter about forgiveness. It's um it's a very big uh, subject, and it's not an easy topic. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I feel that I gave my best to share my experience. And when I talk to other people who have read the book, they always say that, it's very powerful and they could relate into it um i felt that when i i've written the chapter um i've i've shared a very vulnerable part of me and in the end i'm able to encourage others that if you go through that phase if you make that decision to forgive um you're the one who's being set free it's not the one who made you suffer but you're the one who's being set free
2: yeah no, I love that. Is there a, a story, or or how did you help convey that message, or is there something that maybe you had to forgive someone else for? Um, do you talk about that in the book at all?
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, it's 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 pretty much like my story. Yeah. Um, coming from abuse in a dysfunctional family, it was my father who's been uh, very abusive and I thought it was normal. If you came from a dysfunctional family, I mean, that's you know, like that's the foundation, right? Whatever you see there, you, you thought it was normal. It was only right now that I realized that, oh my God, it was pretty bad. But before, when I was going through it, I, I thought it was just pretty common. So when you are in dark situation, the only thing that you're focusing is, I, I need to find a way out. Right. It's either you go through it or you, you need to find a way out. There's not much better place at the time. Like for me, it's just about surviving. And yeah. that's the, the big message that I'm trying to convey in the book is you don't just need to survive. You can thrive. But sometimes it's overwhelming to think, how will I thrive? Um, and if you think of the how, um, sometimes you get overwhelmed and you don't want to take that first step. Right. So that was the big message I'm giving to them. Is just you just have to take one step. You know that you want to way out and take one step at a time, and eventually you will get you will get there. It will get better and better.
2: If you could just give the reader, someone's about to pick up the book from the bookstore or order it on Amazon, and they could just grasp one thing from your book, would it be forgiveness, or is there something else?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I would say like there's there's a lot of things that I that I there but i i would say it's more of um from surviving to thriving Hmm. um that's the biggest takeaway um you don't need to be survivor you can thrive. you can have a better life
2: yeah no that's great i love quotes any quotes in particular you use in the book or that you that you live by and um, why you like the quote
1: yeah um i would say uh by jim ron i love jim ron i'm a big fan of him so Mm -hmm. um the major key to your better future is you, because, you know, like, when I grow up, I was thinking that, you know, I blame others, that why is my father like this, or why is my mom like this, Uh, but in the end, you know, like, you can, you know, you can make a decision, like, you can only blame them after a certain age, once you're 18, or once you can make decision for your own self, um, it's you who's responsible to have a better life, right, so the the quote that I would say it's, it's my mantra in life like the major key to my better future is and I keep sharing that with others that you you can make a difference in the world you can change your life you can do whatever you want to do but you have to see it you have to believe on it
2: great motivation for us all what about uh, any particular do you talk about this in your book at all and you talk about your story and I know in my own personal life and stories I, I've written about a lot of times it's our failures we learn the most from. Any particular story you can think back to share with our listeners and maybe what you learned from it?
1: I would say a um, big part of my life, um, it was only recently that I, I'm embracing the, the best out of me. But before, I, there's so much intimidation and insecurity is um, keep allowing myself to worry about what others are thinking. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to live that way because it stops you to being the best version of you. Yeah. So, um, so right, like I've been investing so much in myself right now and reading a lot of books, but uh, I've been reading a lot of books for years, like since I was young, but it's only when I, I told myself that I'm going to stop allowing myself to worry about what are other things, yeah. um, like publishing this book, There's I know there's a lot of books that are unpublished, a lot of writers write, but they you know, they, they unpublish it. Like they didn't even have that courage to finish it because they always think about what others are thinking. So um so that was the biggest failure of my life that I, I would say like um I, I I overcome it. Um and that was what I've learned from it. It's just it's not gonna help you to get better. So just, you know, stop worrying about yourself and then start sooner.
2: Yeah, I like to tell people if you if we thought only about the people that you might be able to help from the book and maybe not ourselves. It might give us a little different perspective. At least that's how I try to think of it. And if it causes us maybe give just a slight embarrassment, but it helps all these people because we've published it. Um, to me, that's worth it, I think, in the end, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I like what um John Maxwell said. As um He said when he was uh, signing the book, uh, one of the guys that Came to him, said that you know, John, I don't agree with one of the uh, one of the laws that you've written about the laws of leadership. And then he was like, "That's okay, that's all right." And then the guy said, "That I don't think you've heard me right, John." He said, "I don't agree with what you've written." And then he said, "That well, young man, I didn't write the book to make you happy. <laughs> loss or loss." And I was just. That's right, because uh, I, I find it hard as a writer, right? You feel good when you have some positive comments, like if the first Amazon review that you've got, it feels amazing. And then my husband told me that, be ready when you get your first one-star review. And then I was just, that's right. Like, I didn't write the book for people to just, you know, like to please everybody. I write the book because I know someone out there will be impacted. So
2: Yeah, yeah, it's great to keep in mind. Uh, Let's jump into the book writing process. I think it's a good segue into that. Um, Is there anything that you wish you had known before you started writing that you maybe know now, something that you learned along the way?
1: Yes. um, So I finished my draft before I talked to my coach, before I enrolled in the course, like writing, like a self-publishing course. Yeah. So um, if I have Talk to my coach sooner before I even get started. I would have saved tons of time. I thought I was saving a great amount of time by doing it, doing my own thing. But talk to a coach before you even get started. Like (laughs) they've been there; they know what to do.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, what about other resources that helped along the way? Obviously, you got some coaching. Any other tools or people that maybe encouraged you or helped you write the book and get it done?
1: I read a uh, um, Chandler's Chandler's um, published book. That's that's pretty good. I would say, like for someone who doesn't want to invest any money for the coaching, um, it's 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 pretty good. Uh, but the big one for me is a coach. Um, I I I would say it's it's hard to to it's not I would say it's not difficult to write a book, but because it's not something that you've been doing, you're just a starting. So it's very important to have that accountability partner. Hmm. Um, I would say like having a coach there to cheer you to motivate you to push you is the best one
2: okay, awesome. What about uh, writer's block? Did you experience that in your writing process and if so, what did you do to help overcome it?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, that's one of the biggest challenge if you 're just the first time like this is your first book um, I usually just you know like go for a walk if I you know, I was writing for like four or five hours a day before, and I was its only like thousands. I would say like thousands of words that I've I've completed. Or sometimes I just stare, spend an hour looking at my screen and thinking, "What am I going to do next?" <laughs> but, um, so yeah. I stopped doing that. Like I'm working on my next book, and I've I've learned my lesson on that. So I would say, start filing, um, start collecting stories. It's gonna help you when you started writing, and uh, be intentional. If you think that you know you're not you're not getting any result, then get up get up, get up and start moving.
2: Yeah. Great tips. Uh, what, what would you say has been the most challenging part about writing a book?
1: Um. Oh, well, Aaron, I just want to, I just want to write a book. I didn't know about self editing, about looking for editor about. Yeah. Looking at Cover, like what's the best cover. So it's, it's, writing is one thing I think you know like I think that's the easiest part the rest is that you have to know how to publish your book how to market it uh you know finding the best uh person or um best I would say like how could you outsource a book cover those kind of stuff so it's really like a project management uh, job I would say so it's it's uh it's pretty hard so there's a lot of things you need to consider that's why um I would say, just you know just just find someone who will already published their book and learn from them because writing is the easiest part um there's a lot of things that you need to manage after that, and if you're not getting the help that you need, then it's just you're gonna be wasting constant time,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's where, like you said, the coach comes in to to he's already been there and done that helps you to to know how to get there faster right
1: that's right
2: awesome what about the best part after you know what was the best part was it you know on that day that you launched or has it been afterwards feedback or what, what was the best part about writing a book for you
1: well I would say um like when I when I got the cover I was pretty happy because I I saw I feel that it's it's becoming real yeah, turning it into reality—it's—it's it's amazing. It's—it's it's really not that the accomplishment. Like I've already visualized that I'm gonna have my book finished, all these things. But seeing it happening to reality—when I first got my book cover, um—that this is after revisions, and this is the the cover that I wanted. Um, I felt really good. Like I just—I just remember that this is it. This is happening.
2: Yeah, great feeling. Uh, One kind of open-ended question I like to ask is, if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't?
1: That's a good one. (laughs) Um, Well, I would say, like, instead of asking what's the worst thing could happen, change it to what's the best thing that could happen? Because once you start switching that, you know, like changing your question, you'll be surprised what's the best thing could happen if I I finish this, if I get this book out. yeah, touches someone's life instead of thinking that what's the worst thing could happen when when I get this book out and if you started thinking about those negative comments and reviews that you'll you'll get. Um, so um, yeah, what's the best thing could happen? I I I would say that's 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 what I did, and it's it's amazing once you start rephrasing those questions that you're asking to yourself.
2: Yeah, no, I love that. Um, well, Marge, congrats again on the book. I would like to just know what you're up to next. Do you have any other books planned and uh, where can the listeners connect with you online?
1: Oh, thanks again, uh, Aaron. So, um, I'm working on my second book. I'm aiming to publish my second one later this month. Oh, so it's, um, yeah, it's called Tenacious. Um, it's inspirational poetry collection. Um, and then I have another one lined up, uh, this winter it's about creating the things you wish existed and he started interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs as well um so pretty much that's what i have in, in my pipeline
2: awesome that's sounds amazing uh, yeah. any, any, anywhere specific do you have a, a website uh, listeners can connect with it or would it just be amazon
1: yeah well i have a marge de com, so that's my my personal website um Eventually, like I'm planning to launch some courses there. But right now I'm just focusing on um, book writing. Uh, but that's pretty much my, my name, marjdeblasio.com.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marge. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. And uh, excited for you. These upcoming uh, books you're launching, keep up the good work. And um, everybody check out Marge's book on Amazon as well.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much again, Eric, for having me here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.